Welcome to the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm your host, Jefferson Wolf. Today we have a holiday theme for the Fort Lee Podcast. This will be the last episode for 2021. We'll start with Colonel Joseph Colasico, the Combined Arms Support Command G357, and he will be talking to us about the upcoming holiday block leave. And then we'll talk to Chaplain Colonel Thomas Allen, the Senior Command Chaplain here at Fort Lee. He'll be talking about the upcoming Religious Support Office activities over the holidays, including changes to the religious service schedules during the holiday period. As always, please go and subscribe to the Fort Lee Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a rating, hopefully five stars. If you have any ideas for guests or topics, please feel free to reach out to us in the comments or even reach out to us at Army Fort Lee on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. As always, again, thanks to Brian Stevens for doing a great job producing, and please enjoy this episode, the last episode of the year of the Fort Lee Podcast. Welcome back to the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm joined now by Colonel Joseph Colasico, the CASCOM G357. We're going to talk a little bit about holiday block leave. Thank you for joining us today, sir. Oh, thank you. Um, so let's get started. What is holiday block leave? Tell us about this uh, leave block that people go on. Yeah, so holiday block leave is a time period that TRADOC sets aside that covers um, <clears throat> the winter holidays, specifically Christmas and New Year's, mm -hmm. uh, where... Training stands down and everybody can depart to go on leave uh, for a specific time period. You see it all the times that in the operational force where a brigade combat team or division goes on block leave. Mm -hmm. But because of our schedule around here, there's not a way to do that in any other type time of the year. So that's why we do it around the winter holidays. So what are the overall dates for holiday mm -hmm. block leave this year? I know each school is a little different. Yeah, so the overall dates for TRADOC this year are 20 December to 4 January. Okay. The schools are allowed to do plus or minus three days on each end of those dates to adjust for when their courses would naturally come to a conclusion and also to ensure everybody's not trying to depart on the same day using limited transportation out right. of the greater Fort Lee area. Yeah, because there's a lot of people leaving out of Fort mm. Lee. Right, we have about... 9,000 trainees that are going to be leaving this year. Wow, that's a big number. Right. And then on top of that, you have all of the cadre, all the permanent party for Fort Lee. Right. CASCOM headquarters goes empty. A lot of our DA civilians go on leave. So that's everybody competing for flights and road space all at the same time. So why is holiday block leave important for soldiers and cadre as well? Yeah. So holiday block leave primarily is critical for the cadre. Right. The cadre all year round, they have class after class that occurs. So there's never time for them to take a break. Right. So okay. it's part of the instructor and drill sergeant resiliency programs. And <clears throat> this allows them to completely stand down and have a set two weeks where they can spend time with their families and go on vacation and really just get away from the day to day duties that really consume drill sergeants and instructors. Because as you know, a drill starting duty day starts you know, anywhere between 4 and 4.30 in the morning. Instructors that are serving as squad leaders are in at the same time, and they're regularly not getting home until 9 or 10 o'clock at night. So that you know, seven right. days a week, week after week, really you know burns you down over time. Right, long days, long weeks. Right. So what does it do for the soldiers? The soldiers are kind of going home or, or wherever they're going to reconnect with their families or they get some time off as well. Though. Yeah, so this is one of those, because trying to do this uh, leave period, 
for a trade doc. The, one of the real side benefits is trainees get a chance to go home. Right. Right. So the trainees that we'll have here um, during that period are really the guys who and gals who just graduated high school back in May and June. Okay. Right. So right. for most of them, it's their first time away from home. Right. They've been at basic training where they haven't been able to have any communication access. They've been in AIT where, because of COVID, the trainees are still stuck on the installation. So this is their first time to really get to get away right. and then go back and see their family because the Army does view it as this is part of the getting integrated with the Army. They get home, they get a break, they get to relieve a little bit of stress, get some motivation from their families, right. and then come back and continue on with their training before they go to their first unit. Now, what will the departure process look like? We have buses coming to Fort Lee. We have maybe parents picking them up. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the departure process, right, we have – you know, really three primary ways that people travel is public bus, a commercial bus. They'll travel by air, mm -hmm. which is a large number of them. A handful take the train, primarily mm -hmm. if they live up in the Northeast. So Amtrak does a pretty good job with the Northeastern Corridor. Uh, and then families picking them up in POVs. And the two biggest modes are air and POV. Okay. So the way it works is we have a bus contract that will take the trainees that are flying, riding the commercial bus out of um, Greyhound stations, that type of thing, or take an Amtrak. You know, we have charter buses that will take them to those stations to be lined up for them to be able to depart. Um, for the POV pickup for when families come pick them up, we're using the ordnance recovery training site, which is actually off of the main part of Fort Lee. Okay. So it's easier access in for family members. We don't have lines of cars at the gate and that'll be set up along with the department of transportation for Virginia will put up road signs directing okay, for cool. holiday block leaf pickup POV. This is the way to the lot. Right. So you're kind of partnered with them <clears throat> to get people in and out of here quickly. Right. Right. Okay. Now, Last year and this year, we're still in the middle of the COVID pandemic. We are doing things on Fort Lee a little different than we have in the past, you know, before COVID. Tell us a little bit about the COVID precautions for the travel as they're getting ready to go out the door and as they're headed to the airport. Right. So one of the big pieces, right, between this year and last year is last year we didn't have vaccinations. This year we have vaccinations, right? right? <clears throat> so last year was very much a controlled movement, masks on, emphasizing the distancing, as well as when the trainees came back, they were put into a 10-day quarantine right. before they went back into their classes. Well, with vaccinations this year, this really um, lightens some of those requirements. You know, so we all, we all know you can still get COVID-19 if you're vaccinated. However, vaccinations are mitigating right. the level of you know, sick you get. Um, <clears throat> so what we're doing this time for trainees that are returning that are vaccinated, they're going to go right back into the barracks and restart class. Okay. The very small number, and I mean, this is less than 100 trainees are not right. vaccinated, will do their, get tested when mm -hmm. they return. They'll do a five-day restriction of movement, take a second test, and then return to the classroom, which is the same procedure we've been using for any unvaccinated trainees that are joining the AIT pipeline here at Fort Lee. 
Now, for those as they go out the door, heading to the airport and all that stuff, how are they going to be protected? They're going to be wearing masks until they get to the airport, you know, and well, probably while they're at the airport and so on. Right. So in a lot of cases, right, we're actually, um, things are made a little bit easier in terms of there's a bunch of federal transportation regulations right, right now that require wearing of masks inside um, public transportation nodes. So whether it be bus stations, train stations, airports, but also while you're on those means of transit. So they'll be following <clears throat> those rules the whole way through. Right. And additionally, the cadre spends a lot of time beforehand reminding them, <laughs> right. hey, here's the mitigation for preventing yourself from getting sick. Additionally, to help mitigate a sick trainee from coming back is the schools will stay in contact, make contact with those trainees while they're on leave at some point. Okay. Really to kind of get a feel for, hey, if you're feeling sick, hey, if you're feeling um, not quite right, go get a test, go see a provider, try care, and you get seen anywhere. Right. Um, and they've been doing all the education for them. How do you get medical care when you're away from a military installation? So they'll be set for that piece also. And they'll all, all the trainees will have <laughs> telephone numbers and contact information before they leave. They'll get it from their chain of command and yes. know what to do. Yeah, so that, that is one piece of the preparation for trainees. There's multiple classes that the schools have to give to those soldiers before they depart. Um, it includes... Things such as you know, suicide awareness again, because the holiday. Sometimes when you go home, it's not quite what you remembered it to be. Um, mm -hmm. It'll be you know, there'll be discussions on hey that peer group that you came in the army to try to get away from. Well, when you get back, they're still there. So right. how, how do you reconnect with friends that have chosen different options in life from you? You know, you could still be friends, but how do you avoid? Um, some of the trouble you could get into. Uh, additionally, like I said, the how to do medical care, the discussion on financial management, that type of thing. Because in a lot of cases, we're dealing with 18-year-olds that for the first time ever are getting paychecks. Right. And they're getting paychecks and they have no expenses because <laughs> right. food's provided to them, housing is free. You know, their only bills are what they choose to have, phone bill, that type of thing. So they right. have a lot of excess income that could potentially get you into problems when you go back. That's also. interesting. So they get a lot of counseling and a lot of mentoring before they go even go out the door. Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's part of you know if somebody's first time being away from home. Well, by definition, it's their first time going back. Yeah. So good point. Now, as the as the planes and the buses and the trains and the cars bring everybody back, what is that process going to look like at Fort Lee for people that are staying here? What are you, what are we going to see? Uh, what you're going to see is so. First of all, the one that really creates some disruption sometimes is that uh, soldiers who come back with their families driving them. Mm -hmm. So to minimize that on Fort Lee, they're going to drop those soldiers off at the same place they picked them okay. up, out at the Ordnance Recovery Facility. So that way we don't have um, people trying to figure out where they're going on the installation. Um, <clears throat> second piece is for those coming back by you know the other means of transportation, air, bus, rail, we're going to be have teams at those airports that'll be <clears throat> greeting those trainees, getting them to the charter buses, and returning them to Fort Lee, and they'll go right back into their school footprints. And the, the important thing to note here for family members who you know put their their loved one, their son, their daughter on a, on a plane, there's going to be somebody at the airport, somebody at the train station, somebody at the bus station, till everybody's back and accounted for. Exactly. 
Because what we don't want is somebody in the airport wandering, trying to figure out how do I get from Richmond back to Fort Lee, right? right. It's, it's our job to bring them all back in safely, get them accounted for, so they can continue their training and move on with their Army careers. There are going to be some soldiers, some cadre members who don't go on holiday black leave. What happens for those folks? Well, so we'll start with cadre, right? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some number of cadre that can't go because you are going to have trainees that are back and you have unit functions that still have to occur. Uh, <clears throat> so first of all, for those ones that aren't the cadre who aren't going on leave, the units have all worked to allow them to take leave before or after. Okay. So they've all had, they'll have all have the opportunity to take leave. Right. The key piece. Um, <clears throat> for those trainees that are here, the cadre that are here, you know, working in the schools, it's really focused on giving something productive and valuable to the trainee that's here and making them feel like it is still the holidays. Right. So depending on which school, whether it be the quartermaster school or the ordinance school, um, they have different activities planned. So, for example, ordinance is doing a Christmas party on Christmas Day. They're doing a New Year's Eve party. Quartermaster is doing the same type of thing. They have off-post trips scheduled that they've worked with, Garrison MWR. Great. Um, there's going to be movies being shown in the theater. Bowling Alley is going to have extended hours for those trainees. And it's really aimed at not having them sit alone and feel like they have nothing to do because frequently a trainee who didn't go on leave, you know, the reasons are there's not some place they wanted to go or someone right. to see, which is always a risk for depression anyways, mm-hmm. right? So it's making them feel included. Um, some of the battalions are doing a host the trainees in their homes oh, that's for the cool. holiday. Right. Um, to be able to have a meal, be able to be with a family, have something besides dining facility food, even though dining facility food for the holidays, right? They do put on special meals. Right. There's just something different about sitting in a home and, and eating a meal. There, right. A normal right? holiday meal right. with a normal family, even if it's not yours. Exactly. Um, that wraps up everything I wanted to ask you about today. Is there any other significant, are there any other significant things we should talk about or the audience should know about holiday black leave that we didn't cover? Yeah, I think the biggest piece is for everybody to remain aware of the fact, right? Holiday block leave is a key part of resiliency, right? And then maintaining the awareness that some people, when they go on leave, it's not the situation they expected it to be. So to be on the lookout, maintain contact with those who are on leave, Mm -hmm. be a good neighbor and a good friend to people when they come back, because it's really to help with, you know, identifying any potential you know, risk to that individual, right? You come back with a depression. Um, <clears throat> they come back. Sometimes you go on leave and come back with a new family problem. Right. And, and it's really helping them, you know, have access to any resources they would need to come back. Cause really it's about taking care of our soldiers mm-hmm. and really uniting is the bigger army family. And then they come back and they finish their schooling and go off wherever they're going to go in the army. Yep. We send them off to their first year of assignment and they get to really begin their army story at that point. That's great. Well, thank you very much, Colonel Colosico, the CASCOM G357. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast today. All right. Thank you. Welcome back to the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm joined today by Colonel Thomas Allen, the Senior Command Chaplain here at Fort Lee. Thanks for joining us on the Fort Lee Podcast. Yeah, it's great to be here. 
So let's get right into it. We're talking today about chaplain things for the holidays and maybe a little bit beyond. Um, so what's going on in terms of the service schedule for the holidays? How's it going to change? Well, uh, for our Catholic services, not a lot of changes. Actually, uh, the Catholic services have added several services during the holiday season. We're going to have a, a Christmas Eve Mass at 1600. We're also going to have a Midnight Mass on uh, Christmas Eve and a Christmas Day Mass at 10 o'clock. Okay. Uh, so they, they've added some services. The Protestant services, because we have so many, we try to combine some of those during the holiday season. So this year, the contemporary service, uh, the 909 contemporary service that meets at 9 o'clock at Liberty Chapel is going to be the main chapel for our holiday services. Okay. So they're going to have a Christmas Eve service there uh, on Christmas Eve at 1900 hours. Uh, and the, the other chapels will not have services on that day. Okay. So that's going to be the main thing. Except for the gospel service uh, is going to have services all through the season, regular time. Okay. A, except they're adding a New Year's Eve service that's going to start at 11 o'clock on New Year's Eve. Okay. And it's kind, of a, it's kind of an all-day kind of thing of preaching and singing. And it'll be a big celebration at the gospel service on New Year's Eve. Uh, but other than that, our, our regular bus schedule okay. for the uh, AIT soldiers stops during holiday block leave, right? Because they're not around. So between December 19th and January 2nd, there will be no bus service to the chapels, and it will resume the next week on the 9th for them to be okay. able to go back to service. So the 9th, they can get back on the bus and when they come Absolutely. Back. Okay. Yep. Um, if, if people want to double-check this information or forget, uh, where can they go to find this information? All right, great. We have, we have all the services posted on our Facebook page. It's Fort Lee Religious Activities. Okay. It's also on Instagram, and we're also on Twitter at the same, okay. uh, same handle. But all these uh, service times and locations or on our Facebook page, and they can just click on there and get all the information they want. Or they can call us here at the office. And I'll just tell you, our office number is 804-734-6494, and we'll answer any questions anybody has. With the Religious Support Office and all its events, do we have anything coming up with the Religious Support Office that you guys are doing? Well, I mean, we manage all these services. So this is what we do. We're the ones that consolidate services manage the bus schedules and who's doing what when so we manage that but also uh during holiday block leave we have some soldiers who stay behind right okay and so those soldiers and quartermaster and ordnance are combined into one company okay and each of those companies have a commander obviously but there's also a chaplain assigned to them that's responsible to provide things for those who are staying behind during the holiday season. So yeah, our, our office will be involved in this whole process, uh, not only on the installation level, but also down to the unit level. Chaplains have a variety of roles in the Army and the military in general, really important stuff, helping people get through tough times in their lives. The holidays can be a tough time for people. Tell me a little bit about how people can get help or, or come to talk to a chaplain if they're feeling a little bit distressed. All right. Yeah. Great question. It is a tough time for some folks. And, you know, we're always here. We're going to be here through all the holidays. Our office will be manned. Uh, We, you know, we won't be here Christmas Day, obviously, but you can still reach our on-call duty chaplains Mm -hmm. at 24-hour line. All those numbers are on our Facebook page. But here's another thing. There's a a We Care app that we have uh, out there. You know, CASCOM has one. I think even the units have them. They'll just go to the app store and type in We Care app. And that gives you all the resources that you need on your installation to call. All of our chaplain numbers are on that. The duty chaplain, that's a 24-hour emergency line if you have an emergency. And, uh, and, and folks that you need to talk to, 
if you're having issues of suicidal ideations or whatever, all of those numbers are there, and we're available to meet with soldiers, family members, when, whenever we can, and, and to help them get through uh, the tough time during the holidays. What kind of things do you see during the holidays that people that cause people distress? Uh, you know, sometimes in holidays, I, I, you know, my experience with that uh, here has been a, a lot of times there's some family dramas that mm-hmm. go on and people have some domestic issues during the holidays. Typically, there's a little more drinking of alcohol with parties during that time, which kind of escalates things at times. Right. Uh, and then other than that, just folks who are just lonely or maybe they lost a loved one during a holiday season in the right. past. And it's really tough that time of year remembering that and getting through that event. And some folks just need somebody to talk to just to kind of help them, you know, coach them through that and just listen to their story. Uh, and so we understand all those issues and we're available to help any way that we can if folks uh, need a helping hand. What's the difference between maybe calling the on-call chaplain and reaching out to your unit chaplain in your battalion or your brigade? Yeah, that's a great question because a lot of folks are confused about that. The on-call chaplain is an emergency line, okay? You typically don't call that emergency line to ask, hey, what time's chapel service start tomorrow? It is for emergencies. Hey, you know, I'm really, I've just had a fight with my spouse or I'm having a tough issue and I really need to talk to a chaplain. That's the time to call that emergency line. If you want to know about services or, hey, what are some resources you guys can help me with for my children during the holidays or a deployed spouse, then maybe you could just call your unit chaplain then or call the RSO and we can help you with that. But the on-call duty line is an emergency line. So it goes through the IOC and then they connect them with the chaplain. So it is for emergencies. Okay, so if it's a non-emergency, they can contact their normal chaplain yep. as needed. And if they can't reach the normal chaplain, call the RSO because right. we're here and we can help them out. Uh, chaplain Allen, could you give us the number for the 24-hour emergency chaplain hotline? Sure. So the, the, the chaplain hotline is uh, 804-734-1584. Okay. So just to kind of clarify, they're not going to get a chaplain immediately. It'll go to the IOC, and they will, they will state their name and number, and the chaplain will call them back okay. and, uh, and make contact with them and, and, and help them with the issue that they have. Another source of stress for people during the holidays is finances. So what kind of resources can the chaplains tap into to help people who are in financial distress during the holiday season? Well, we have a program here at the RSO called Helping Hands. Okay. And we have several thousand dollars that we have gone to the commissary and we purchase $50 gift cards. And we give those out to each of the brigade chaplains. Okay? Okay. So this is managed at the brigade level. So if a soldier and family uh, had a tough time during the holidays, Thanksgiving, uh, which has just passed, and also through Christmas, just to kind of help them make it through the holidays, they can go to the chaplain, and he can uh, put them on that list and help them with a $50 gift card to the commissary. Uh, you know, if there's a legitimate need there, we, we help with that. We try to really limit that to those who really, really have need, not just uh, to help folks, you know, get a little extra for a company coming over, but it is for those soldiers who are having a tough time. Is that something you have to be nominated by your command for, or you can just go to the chaplain and, and ask? Or Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think each unit maybe, I think they work it through the first sergeants, okay. and they you know, work it through them and give it to the chaplain. And I think you can go directly to the chaplain, uh, okay. but the chaplain will know exactly how they manage that in each unit. Okay. But, but we provide the funds through our chapel tithes and offerings, and we buy the, the cards and then give them out to the brigade. Well, that's really cool. That's yeah. an annual thing. It's an annual thing. We do it every year. It's called Operation Helping Hands. Oh, very good. 
And then in a long-term thing, you guys also offer some classes to help folks who are having trouble with their finances, maybe learn to manage them better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, every Wednesday night on post, um, we have what we call dinner and discipleship. So at 1730, we invite uh, all permanent party folks uh, to come to uh, the Family Life Center at the Memorial Chapel. We will feed their family dinner. Uh, there's a free meal for them. And then we have between 10 and 12 classes that they can break out into. One of those is always Financial Peace University. It's one okay. of our most important classes. A lot of folks love taking that class. Uh, helps you with finances. So we teach Financial Peace there, as well as marriage and family classes. We have some parenting classes. We have children's classes for little kids. Uh, and we do some Bible book things, you know, studying through uh, Bible themes or Bible books. And it, it's a really big event that we do uh, every Wednesday. Uh, so every Wednesday, that. if somebody's interested in attending and they want to get more details or they just want to go back and look up where to find it, is that on the Facebook page All as well? that information's there as well, yep. Or they can call our office and uh, sign up for classes. We do it kind of in a semester location. Okay. So it's going to end, uh, this semester ends on December 8th. Okay. And then we take a break for Christmas, and then we kick it off again in January. Uh, okay. Uh, and then this last year, we did a summer session, first time ever did a summer session. Okay. And it was a huge hit during the summer. So we're going to probably continue on that this year too. Okay. So Wednesday night's an important night for the for the chaplains and for the religious services office. Absolutely. Last but not least, I guess, is there anything going on with the with your office, with the chaplains on, on base that we didn't talk about? Do you have any final thoughts or messages for the community as we head into the holiday season? Well, you know, we just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. We ask you to be safe and just make some wise choices and uh, spend time with family, take some time away. It's been a very busy year for us here at Fort Lee with the... Uh, uh, you know, with the Afghan mission and, and all the things with COVID, folks just probably need a good break. And I just hope folks take the opportunity to spend time with family and friends and just relax and uh, enjoy the holidays. One final thing before we cut out, you have a prayer breakfast scheduled coming up. Tell us a little bit about what you've got in mind. Right. So after the holidays, our next big event is going to be Thursday, February 3rd, the Fort Lee National Prayer Breakfast, which we didn't get to do last year. Uh, we did it virtually because of COVID, but we're hoping to kick that off this year uh, at the Fort Lee Club. We have retired Sergeant Major Stephen Stott, who was the regimental Sergeant Major of the Chaplain Corps. Oh, He's cool. going to kind of be our guest speaker. We wanted to have uh, an enlisted a speaker this year. So we're excited about having him come. It's going to be it's from 730 to 9 at the Lee Club on February 3rd. So more to follow. Okay, great. Now, just to foot stomp a couple things, your Facebook page again is? The Fort Lee Religious Activities. And that's uh, also on Twitter and Instagram that, if somebody wants to reach out there too. That's correct. And then your phone number, the RSO office phone number is? It's uh, 804-734-6494. And the hotline for somebody who has an immediate need for a chaplain, I believe I've got 804-734-1584. And that's also the IOC number, right? That's correct. Okay. Great. Well, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your time. And uh, I guess we'll talk to you someday soon. Thanks for having us. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for joining us again on the Fort Lee podcast and happy holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope it's a great one for you and your family. And we'll see you again back here on the Fort Lee podcast in 2022.